Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 25th, and as always, it is brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen, personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are in the single digits today for the NFL, officially nine days away from the NFL start, starting the Hall of Fame game is next week, next Thursday, the NFL starts and we will have football. Woo! Single digits. Did you think that we were going to make it? Uh, no, I because didn't. Honestly, I figured we'd be canceled by now. <laughs> honestly, like we've been doing this countdown for a long time, but you know what? It's it came a lot quicker than I thought it would. Hi, oh, uh, yeah. Next week, uh, Thursday, Hall of Fame game: Jets versus Browns. The Jets versus the Browns uh, in a game that you will see probably not a single player that will actually play during the regular season on either team get any playing time. Yeah, if Who I had a guess. Who cares? Uh, Billy, right now, tickets to get into the game: one hundred and twenty-two bucks is the cheapest you can get into this game at. Good lord. Really? Yeah, yeah. hundred and a buck twenty-two. Cheapest cheapest ticket for this game. Uh well, I'm not going, so screw it. Yeah, and to be I'll fair and to be fair, it's a small stadium. It's the the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium up in Canton, Ohio. So like no matter where you sit in the stadium, you're gonna have a decent view. Like it's I I, I would venture a guess and say that this stadium doesn't hold more I'd say between eight and twelve thousand. Oh really? Oh okay. I, I would think so. Let's let's look this up. I'm gonna say between eight and twelve thousand is the seating capacity. It's a it's a pretty small it's a pretty small stadium. So let's see if I can spell capacity right. I was off by quite a bit, but it's still small. Uh, twenty three thousand. Twenty three thousand. Oh. So <laughs> still smaller than a baseball field, um, but bigger than what I said. So one hundred twenty two bucks. Get you in there up in Canton, Ohio. And the best thing about going to Canton, Ohio, Billy, uh, is once the game's over, if you spend a whole weekend up there up in Canton, Ohio, there's nothing else to do. It's fantastic. It's great. You can go to the Hall of Fame, and that's it. That's literally it. There's a White Castle up there, uh, and there's nothing else. There's the Hall of Fame, the stadium, yeah. and a White Castle. Yeah. There's not much there, is there? No, there's not. Uh, and speaking of, we're nine days away from the NFL, ten days away from high school football starting. Uh, we are starting to hit up some of the head coaches around our area and kind of get out their thoughts on the 2023 season coming up. We got the uh, we got one releasing today. Actually, we got uh, we sat down with Coach Brad Gordon from the Mount Zion Eagles, and that'll be releasing sometime around two o'clock. But we are ten days away from high school football starting. Pumped, man! It's getting closer and closer, and I, I oh, God, man, I can't wait to watch some football, actual football. Yep. We'll be out. We'll be out there. You see, y'all will be down in uh, Heard County watching. Who are they playing? They playing 
Bowden. 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 That's right. They're playing Bowden the scrimmage game next week. Y'all will be down there. And then uh, the following week, I'll be out in Harrelson County with the Villarica Wildcats and seeing how they look in the preseason. Uh, and I think I think we have I don't think we have any Thursday night scrimmages this week, but I think we have a couple of Thursday night scrimmages next week. I think they change it, which kind of yeah. sucks, man. I got I got football practice on Thursday night. I'm gonna miss those scrimmages. Uh, that's a little little disappointing. Uh, but we are 32 days away from college football, and uh, Billy, it was announced yesterday where they're gonna have the first college game day at. It's a uh, what would you say, Raleigh, North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina for UNC versus South Carolina. Okay. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, it's their. I figured it would probably be. Um, I thought it would probably be the Colorado game. You know, since it's Dion's first game. Was it Colorado versus TCU? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they decided to go um, SEC because that's what um, ESPN does. Oh, well, it's SEC versus ACC, and it's a it's a it's a north south battle. It's the battle of the Carolinas. Uh, and and who, does, who does ESPN hold rights to? Both. So yeah, go for it. They hold they hold the rights to both ACC and SEC. Uh, yeah. Who the hell would have bought the rights to the ACC? Uh, ESPN. Oh, geez, that's no wonder they're firing people. That's a terrible. That's that's a terrible financial move. That's just fiscal, that's fiscally irresponsible. Uh, today is National Hot Fudge Day. You like a, you like a hot fudge Sunday? Hell yeah! Who doesn't like a hot fudge Sunday? Hot fudge Sunday. Yeah, they're not, they're not bad. Sunday day. Today is Hot Fudge Sunday day, and it's also National Wine and Cheese Day, Billy. That one I'll pass on. Really? I like cheap. Yeah, I'm not a. I cannot drink wine. I've tried and tried and tried. I cannot drink it. Okay. All right. What have you have you have you tried like different different flavors and different things and stuff? Yeah. Okay. All right. I've tried. I've tried all reds, all you know, whites. It's just I'm not a wine drinker at all. All right. All right. Fair play. Fair play. I like. I'm a big fan of Merlot. Uh, a cab is okay, maybe a, a red zin, but uh, I'm a big Merlot guy. I love wine and cheese. I'm a huge wine and cheese. That's one of my favorite dinners to get, or like snack dinners, and do a little nice uh, charcuterie board. Do some cheese on there, maybe some jalapenos, some pickles. Uh, just have some random assortment of stuff on there. But I, I love I love wine and cheese. I like to get a nice a nice Merlot and some, uh, some kind of dry, stinky French cheese. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty big fan of that. Pretty big fan of that. Uh, Billy, the Braves made some moves yesterday. Yeah, uh, they did. They acquired Taylor Hearn from the Rangers and Pierce Johnson from the Rockies and really didn't have to give up much. Uh, one of the trades only was just cash considerations from the Braves. Uh, Hearn still has options, which is really big for the Braves as they have been limited by the lack of optionable relievers in their pin this year. So that's nice that they get somebody that does still have options to go down in up, uh, from AAA to major leagues, kind of go down and up as need be. The Braves believe Johnson can get back to where he was posted a 3.09 ERA and a 32.1% K rate over, over 87 appearances for the Padres in 2020 through 2021. He has a good power swing and miss stuff from the right side of the bump, or excuse me, from the right side of the plate. He has a 4.11 ERA and a 38.7% K rate away from Coors Field this year. That's sort of the big thing with Pierce Johnson is you got to look at the stats away from Coors Field because most of the pitching stats that 
the Rockies pitchers have are going to be insanely inflated because of the stadium they play in. Sure. And I, I could have sworn that I, I saw that both both of them had um, options. I thought I could have sworn that I saw Mark Bowman tweet that both of them had options. But, he, he did, but um, he went back and later corrected it. It is um, it, it's it's just uh, it's just Hearn, just Taylor, okay. just Tyler Hearn. Yeah, Pierce Johnson is out of options. Um, okay. and, it, and Hearn has pitched just seven innings in the major leagues this year. He had a three point six six ERA over thirty nine and one third innings pitched for Triple A Round Rock. He gives the Braves. Uh, an optionable lefty, which could be nice insurance if Dylan Lee doesn't return to form when he is active from the injured list. So nice bullpen depth added by the Braves yesterday. Something that you and I uh, both said that was one of the things the Braves probably need to focus on going into the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially as bad as the bullpen has been lately. Um, needing to get a little bit of need to get right and, and here's the thing about both of these if you look at the stats for both of these players you're not excited at all right. this is one of those points where, where Bryce looks at the at it and goes what the hell but here's the thing with triple or with triple a I, I keep doing that with double a <laughs> he he goes after these buy low players and somehow turns them into freaking gold it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. So maybe we can make these players turn into gold and uh, the Braves can actually have a, a legit um, two, two people here on, in, on the uh, bullpen. Yeah, and right now uh, the Braves bullpen it has the MLB's second best ERA, the best whip, and the second fewest walks right now in the major leagues. So we're just adding a couple more pieces to the arsenal. I think I'm trying to find the stat now, um, but I thought I saw one of these guys has like a top five K's per nine innings in the MLB. I'm trying to find the tweet now, but I don't remember. I don't remember who tweeted it out and I can't find it. Um, but I remember, I remember seeing a tweet yesterday. that was talking about one of these two guys that we traded for yesterday has a, has a top 5K per nine innings. So that's nice to see. He's right up there with Spencer Strider, who I think is third. Um, so, yeah, I think this is one of the moves that we were talking about the Braves needed to make. I'd still like to see them make a move for a veteran rotate uh, veteran um, starting pitcher. Doesn't have to be a top-of-the-order type guy. Doesn't have to be a guy that's going to go out there and win 20 games. But it'd be nice to have one more vet to kind of pair along with Charlie Morton. Um you know, just in case Max Freed or or uh, Kyle Wright, when they come back, aren't a thousand percent healthy. Just a bit of an insurance policy, if you will, for the starting lineup. Yeah, I think we probably, you know, as bad as I, I I'm, this is going to sound terrible, but um, you know, Rosie's going into one of those slumps again, and we may need to look at a left fielder as well. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, left fielder, huh? You, uh, you know who's played left field before, I think? <laughs> and, uh, certain 17. And you know what the rumor mill has been kicking up this morning? Uh, Mr. Adam Duvall. Really? Yep. That is the newest name on the rumor mill. Is The Braves are reportedly interested in... In a one, Adam Duvall. 
He's playing a little left field. So here's the thing about that. Okay. Obviously, the Braves are interested in Duvall. Of course. It's the trade deadline, and he's not on the Braves roster right now. Right. (laughs) But I I don't know. Sure, we'll go with that. Duvall right now hitting 257 on the season, 27 RBIs, and 7 home runs. So it it is the trade deadline. And that bomb. He's, he's only got seven bombs right now. Yeah, only got seven bombs. Oh. Yeah. yeah, through 120, uh, 136 plate appearances or 153. Yes, in Boston. Yes, it's the short porch. Yes, that bothers me. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know. No, it's not a little bit. That bothers me a lot. Uh, yeah, but how much? How much does it bother you that he's not doing good at one place? But you know he can come over to Atlanta and do a lot better. I don't know that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Sure, I, I know that. No. I can tell you uh, that as a fact. I don't know. Like at this point, you know, we need help for sure. But I don't. I don't know what what we're going to go after. That's our biggest thing. Yeah, Duval. Duval is the rumor right now. We'll see. We'll see what kick. When is the trade deadline? It's the end of this week, right? Next week, the thirty first. Thirty first. So we got we got until Monday to possibly sure. make another another trade. Yeah, and and obviously Shohei Otani has been brought up again and again and again and again. I, I saw the dumbest I saw the dumbest TikTok yesterday, Bryce, and I meant to send it to you. Oh, jeez. A trade uh, option for the for the Braves. Okay. Uh, Shohei Otani. Okay, I like it. He's coming to the Braves. Yep. Okay, I'm in. Uh, Mike Trout. I'm out. Coming to the Braves as well. Um, for <laughs> Sam Hilliard. What? That's it. That's it. <laughs> it was the dumbest TikTok ever. That's what happens when you turn off AI trades in MLB The Show and like turn down the logic as low as it'll go. Yeah, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani for Sam Hilliard. What possessed that human being to even make a TikTok about that stupid trade? Oh, no. Wow, that's... I wish. I wish. Billy, let's get to the NFC South preview. We are about to wrap up our NFL preview this week, and we are going to talk about the crappiest division in all of the NFL. It's the NFC South. Yay. Let's start with the Panthers. Billy, the Carolina Panthers are starting fresh with a new head coach and a franchise quarterback in tow, playing in one of the NFL's weakest divisions. Can the Panthers contend for a playoff spot next season, or will they still be a year away? Carolina Panthers in this season, only a year away from a playoff spot. They will be insanely successful, way more successful successful than I think they're going to be. Uh, the Panthers began last season one and four under Matt Rule, going six and six under interim head coach Steve Wilkes, with Frank Reich joining holdover general manager Scott Fitterer as Carolina Panthers' primary decision maker. The Panthers reshaped their roster this offseason in quite an overhaul of rebuilding and retooling at all positions. With DJ Moore being shipped out to Chicago, this allowed the Carolina Panthers to get the number one overall draft pick in hopes that five foot two Bryce Young will be their franchise quarterback for many, many years ahead as the Panthers look to rebuild. On defense, new addition Shy Tuttle should help the Panthers run defense, but safety Von Bell was the club's most significant defensive signing this offseason. Paired with Xavier Woods, Bell will give Carolina two steady veterans in the back end who can help limit exposure plays. Death. Exposure plays, geez. 
got too much saliva in my mouth. Uh, Von Bell's presence also means that Jeremy Chin can continue to spend most of his time in the slot and not as a deep nipple back. I have zero faith in the Panthers this year, Billy. I say they're going to be around 5-12. and 12. I don't think Bryce Young's going to be a good quarterback. I could be wrong, but that's that's where I'm standing right now. Zero faith in the Panthers. Five and twelve. Bryce Young sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with five and twelve with them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think what the moves that they did this this offseason equal up to being you know a contender in the division. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, do I think Bryce Young will eventually be a decent quarterback in the NFL probably but I don't think he's going to be this year um and and I say decent when I say decent I mean maybe decent so I don't I don't know Bryce Young does have some decent weapons up in Carolina they 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 got Adam Thielen this offseason uh they still got DJ Chark and LaVista Chenault up there um, and Chuba Hubbard in the backfield, but I, I just don't have any faith. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Andy Dalton by week seven is the Carolina Panthers starter. Yeah, that, that wouldn't shock me. Who was it that came out and said that um, Bryce Young was going to be contending for the starter? Or was it somebody else? I was saying that somebody was going to be contending for the, um, the number one overall pick, or the... Um, QB1. Do you remember that? No. Oh, God. Who was it? Who's the head coach over there again? In, in Carolina, oh, it's um, it's Frank Reich. That's right. It was it was Frank Reich that said that, you know, Bryce Young is contending for QB1 in Carolina. And we were like, oh, yeah, no, no end. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Thank you for that breaking news, Frank. <laughs> um, you got Matt Corral sitting there in the weeds as well. He might hop up and make some make some noise out there in Carolina Panther land. Uh, let's get over to our buddy Matt Ridgway's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yes, we have to go over the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2023 season is going to be a bumpy ride. The retirement of Tom Brady brought an onslaught of moves that left the Buccaneers roster a bit exposed. What's worst is that they made the NFL playoffs last year with a losing record. They weren't a very good team and got worse, but didn't get the benefit of a top draft pick despite their losing record. And on top of that, the Buccaneers, uh, because they won their division, they also have to play a first place schedule. So what that is in the NFL, if you finish in first place in your in your division, you get a harder schedule coming up the next year than the people that finish second, third, and fourth. Uh, with the departure of Tom Brady, who's starting, who's the starting quarterback out there, Billy? Is it Baker Mayfield? Is it Kyle Trask? Is it that Wolford kid? Both are uh, all three options are, in my opinion, I don't know, a slight step down from Tom Brady, just a bit, just a bit of a step down from Tom Brady. Uh, the Buccaneers, okay. the Buccaneers purged their roster in what is clearly a rebuilding year down there in Tampa. They released veterans who were key contributors in years past, like Cameron Brait and Leonard Fournette, and allowed other contracts to expire. Russell Gage is coming back off of a year-long suspension from gambling, so that'll add some depth in the wide receiver core. One of the better wide receiver cores in the NFC South with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, Rashad White and Sean Vaughn back there in the backfield. 
it's going to make for some nice weapons for whoever is playing quarterback. I just don't have any faith in Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask being the dudes that can get it to their playmakers on a regular, consistent basis. Uh, Vita Vey still out there. Shaq Barrett still out there. Levante David uh, still out there as well as a Buccaneer. But I just, you know, it's I just I, I can't get on board with the Buccaneers. Although I will tell you one scenario that if this happens, Billy, I will become a Buccaneers fan. Do you know who is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster? Uh, Defensive yeah. end out of Coastal yeah, Carolina. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Who? CJ Brewer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. CJ Brewer is right now. Now we have to wait. I think they still have a couple of cuts to make, so we'll see how it looks um, after the uh, after the preseason goes. But yeah, CJ Brewer right now, uh, defensive end on the um, Buccaneers. They still got Antonio Winfield in the back in the uh, as a nickel. Ryan Neal still back there, uh, but the Buccaneers had eight draft picks and used much of it to rebuild both sides of the lines on each side of the ball. Um, that's a clear signal of a rebuild. This year, we'll be focused on developing young talent and identifying which ones are going to be key uh, to the Buccaneers' new core. It's going to be a tough, long year for Bucks fans. I think 7-10 and 10 is around where they're going to sit at the end of this year. I bet you, if you talk with Matt Ridgway, he, he would be happy with 7-10, knowing, knowing the roster turnover, knowing the lack of quarterback uh, consistency. Right. They have, um, you know, that's just one of those things that you have to. When you look at it, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Seven and ten is probably probably up there. So I think if yeah. they get good, decent quarterback play, that seven could turn into eight or nine, and they'd be close to five hundred. But if they get poupe quarterback play from Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, which we've seen Baker Mayfield be very capable of doing that, then that seven could turn into four or five. It, it it's a good roster. I mean, the, the Buccaneers have a have a decent roster, and it's a good roster in the NFC South. They just don't have a quarterback. We we need um, on a side note for us for the pod. Okay, we, we need a Jamie Tart drop. A Jamie Tart drop. Yeah, we'll have to put that. I'll have to put that hey. in there. Poupe. 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 <laughs> uh, Billy, speaking of Jamie Tart, Jamie Tart, da 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 da, da Jamie Tart, da da, da 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 da. Speaking of soccer, we got a soccer game tonight here in the ATL. We have Atlanta United playing host to Inner Miami, and we all who? know who is on Inner Miami. Joseph Martinez. Yes, Yosef. Yosef is on. Uh huh. That I mean, yes, that is a factual this statement. Will, this will be his. This will be his return to Atlanta. This, so that's going to be a huge game. Yep. Yep. Um, absolutely. And you know, especially after um, losing to them, you know, earlier in the month, right? It was this past month that they we lost to them. Um. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big game. That is a big yes. Joseph returning. Yes. Huge game. Huge game. We are also. There's something else. We are also going to be playing host to Lionel Methy. No, he's not going to be here. Yep. Lionel Methy is coming in to the bins. Former, Barth- How- former Barcelona player. How pissed off do you think people would be if he took like a day off? 
Well, the ru- you know, the rumor was that if if the bins didn't trade out the turf for grass, Messi wasn't going to play. Oh, well, guess Messi ain't playing. They they switched it out. They have they have grass in there. No, they don't. Yes, yeah. It it will be a grass field tonight for the game. Oh my god. Yep. Okay. Yep. It is going to be a grass field tonight for the game. This is not a league game. This is a league cup game. It's one of those other things that soccer do. You know, they have they have multiple tournaments, so this is a league cup game. It is just pool play. Um so it won't affect our standings. It won't affect where we sit. We're in the same group. It's it's Inter Miami, Atlanta FC, or Atlanta United FC, and Cruz Azul in the same group. And I I think the top team advances. Only the top team advances. Um, and and I have we have a uh, an episode of TM Five United that'll be coming out today that I know Abner and David will break this down phenomenally. Uh, I can't wait to listen to this uh, TM Five United tonight. Honestly. Uh, this yeah. should be this should be really really good. Um, but uh, oh wait, is this in? Hold on. I thought this was in Atlanta. Is this in Fort Lauderdale? Oh, maybe this is in Miami. Hold on. It is in Miami. Why did I think this was in Atlanta? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm getting extremely confused. I thought this game was in Atlanta tonight. Nope, it's down in my it's down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. It's down in Miami. Huh. I don't know what I was thinking of. I thought I heard that. Um, I thought I heard that they were coming here. I guess huh. not. I guess I was wrong. So we are going down there, and so that we would definitely be playing on grass. Uh, but that's seven thirty tonight. It's a League Cup game. We have back-to-back League Cup games uh, tonight and Saturday uh, against Inter Miami and Cruz Azul, and we have a TM Five episode coming today as well. Uh, as well as the Brad Gordon interview. We got TM5, we got Brad Gordon, we got the normal podcast. We got three podcasts dropping today. So if you want more information on the Inner Miami versus Atlanta United FC game, listening to TM5, uh, because those guys actually know where this game is taking place, unlike me. I thought this was in Atlanta. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's what they do. Yeah. And and I'm I'm so thankful for, for Abner and, and company. God, why did I just forget this? David. David, good, good, good Lord, man! That's what happens when you wake up. The Abner and on. Jose, uh, Abner and David, uh, for what they do with TM Five United because they are phenomenal and uh, everything. Because honestly, I, I don't get soccer. I, it's not. It's just not in my. You know how in the movie uh, The Blind Side, um, Sandra Bullock says, "Do not go to Tennessee because I will not wear that gaudy orange. It's not in my color wheel." Right. Yeah, soccer is pretty much not in my color wheel for the most part. But the good thing is, the good thing for me is that Abner and David break it down beautifully to the point that my dumbass can actually understand it. It's it's nice too because if I get pissed off at Atlanta United in the third minute because we've already let five goals pass, I can just turn the game off and hear what happened uh, the rest of the game from David and Abner on Team Five United because they they are gluttons for punishment. They'll watch the entire game. I get pissed off, turn it off, and go do something fun. Yep. Yep. Same. So. Good times. All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marines House scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, not much last night in the NL East. Orioles beat the Phillies 3-2, to two, and then the Rockies beat the Nationals 10-6. to six. So, um, Look at yeah. the Orioles. Look at the Orioles. Braves, Braves wake up um, with an even bigger lead in the division, according to... <laughs> 
the Orioles, so that's that's a good thing. I, I, uh, Orioles, the, Orioles looking good, dude. They, they are a legit good team. Yeah, they're leading the division now, mm-hmm. right? Yep, they're leading the division right now by two and a half over the Rays. Uh, seven and three in their last 10, 62 wins, two wins behind the Braves. That's hard to believe. Yeah, the Orioles, um, man. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar, Orioles at Phillies tonight at 640, Marlins at Rays at 640, Rockies at Nationals at 705, and Mets at Yankees at 705. So Subway Series tonight. Um, but you guys will obviously be fo- focusing on the uh, Boston versus former Boston team. Uh, Boston Boston Red Sox versus the, the Atlanta Braves tonight. Uh, 705? Yeah, I think 705 is- start tonight. So we've got that going for us tonight. Uh, big, big series, big two game series up in Boston. Um, looking forward to. I always love when when the Braves play in, in Fenway. Oh, it's just it's iconic. It's yeah, yeah. I mean Fenway, Wrigley, any of those ballparks like that. It's uh, what's the what's the um, uh, what what are the Giants playing? What Petco Park or is that is it Pirates? Uh, Petco is San Diego. Giants play in. It used to be AT and T Park. They uh, they change they change names so often. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Coors Field, wherever the wherever the um, Giants play, Coors Field is Fenway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love those. Those those are just those are just neat ballparks to watch games in. But yeah, Wrigley and Fenway. I mean, those have been there. I mean, since Coach Jetmore was a little kid. So a long time, long, long time. Just iconic venues. Uh, Billy, ready for another cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, I need one. Let's hit it Bad. up, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group, ex-Northwestern football player Yates files suit against the school. Yeah, this is the first guy that has actually put his name on something um, as far as um, the suit. So it's it's kind of interesting. <sighs> you know, it is what it is, man. And this is just going to get grimier and grimier as as the days go on so yep. if you really if you really like um you know drama and stuff in sports uh this is going to be right up your alley because this is going to be very dramatic and very uh just ick yep. you know it's not what it's not something that bryce and i like to cover because it it's one of those things that makes us like uncomfortable so yeah yeah, uh, Lloyd Yates was a former quarterback and receiver for the Northwestern Wildcats from 2015 to 2017. He becomes the first plaintiff to identify himself in the lawsuit against the school. Three unnamed former players last week filed complaints with a different set of attorneys, which named former football head coach Pat Fitzgerald and current university president Michael Schill and others as individual Defendants. This is not going to be quick. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be like Billy said, greasy and grimy and disgusting and uh, and not good. They they kind of they tally everything that went down in this article. We're not going to read it here, but it's it's not. Ugh, boof. It's yeah, it's gross. It is. It's absolutely yeah. gross. Yeah. Uh, Alex Morgan says the United States women's national team wasn't clicking in the women's World Cup opener on Friday night against Vietnam. Well. No ish. Yeah, I, like I agree. Yeah, I mean, I know it has to be said because she was asking, she was being asked by the by the press. But no joke, man. Yeah. Come on. Anybody that anybody that, anybody that watched that game and thought that that was the 
zenith of what the United States women's national team could do uh, was vastly mistaken. I don't know if this team is good enough to win the World Cup. Uh, the performance on Friday night was certainly not where it needs to be if they want to win the World Cup. Uh, I think they, I think they are talented enough, but the like she said, clicking. It's just that it's that chemistry thing. It's it's hard to do sometimes for a World Cup squad, and hopefully we can turn it around. We have a big test tomorrow night, man. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock versus the Dutch. Uh, it's yeah, gonna, be, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big test tomorrow night for the uh, for the women. So we'll see if they can click tomorrow night. The Raiders have signed three-time Pro Bowl cornerback Marcus Peters to their roster. It's it, it's kind of crazy that you can still sign a, a Pro Bowl player this deep into the offseason. It's a good signing for, for the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. or I guess Raiders. Yeah, wherever, where, wherever the Raiders are now. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, the 30-year-old Peters, a seven-year NFL veteran, missed the 2021 season with a torn ACL. He was a free agent for the first time and is coming off a career-low one interception year last year with the with the Baltimore Ravens. So the the Raiders are hoping they can get a little bit of a uh, sort of a last glimmering spark from Marcus Peters. Bronco Broncos Ayama Awazarika has been suspended for betting on NFL games. Yeah, I'm. We're gonna move on. What are we, what are we gonna learn, not, dude? Well, well, regardless, I, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get going. So what we, we need. What we, we, when, when are NFL players gonna learn that they can't do this? Uh, eventually. Like, eventually. No, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how much we disagree with it, I don't know what he bet on. I read the article; it didn't say what he bet on. Uh, it just said that he broke the NFL's betting policy. I haven't read the NFL's betting policy. It's a long, thirty-five page article. Um, I'm not going to go through and comb through it. I, I, I want to know what they're betting on. I want to know what these players are. If they're betting on NFL games, even college football games, I, yes, suspend them. I agree that destroys the integrity of the game, unless you're betting for your team. If you're betting for your team, then I'm all for it. But if these guys are betting on like Thursday night baseball games between the Oakland Athletics and, and the Mariners, why why do we care about that? Why do we care about if they're betting on baseball games? I, I just, you know, I I think I think it's dumb if let them bet on other games, but it's just easier to put a blanket memo out there for all NFL players. You can't bet, and if that's what it is, dude, you're getting you're getting paid a, a pretty nice salary to play football. Like if I, if I got told I couldn't bet, then I would stop betting. It, it, you know, if I was getting paid what a lot of these NFL stars are getting paid, and they tell me, hey, you can't bet. Guess what? I'm not gonna bet. Like. It's not hard. These are the rules. Follow them. It's not tough. Yeah, I agree. But it's it. when the NFL is in bed with every single betting agency around, and I mean every single betting agency. There's what? What do you expect, NFL? What the hell do you expect, <laughs> Bryce? Now you're going to get me going. There's no, there's no reason for this. There's absolutely no reason for this, and I understand that there's a, there's a rule against it and all this kind of jazz. But at the same time, you are, you are an adult. You can do whatever the hell you want to, and betting on the NFL, even if it's not your games, there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to bet on uh, on other NFL games. I'm sorry, there shouldn't be, even nah, if it is. I, see, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you on that one, man. I, I don't, I don't think they should be betting on NFL games. Why not? Because they have a lot of unique perspective and insights that the 
normal population doesn't have. Okay. So that pushes that pushes the shark number a little bit higher. Then maybe. I mean, yeah. should people play the lottery if, if they already have two numbers? Yeah, I would. Uh, well, I mean that that's essentially what it is. It, it's saying that if okay. like if, if you're if you work at the lottery and you have the first two numbers of a five number lottery, then you can play it too. But everybody else is at a disadvantage. See, I dis- I completely disagree. No, there's there's no reason that the only per- the only time you'd be able to be able to bet on the NFL if you are in the NFL is if you're betting on your own team. That's it. You can bet your own team money line. That's it. You can you can bet that. But I mean, these guys have insights and in knowing what formations, what packages, and everything that they're going to run over under on player wide receiver. You know, re- receiving yards, rushing yards, quarterback yards. They're going to know this game plan in and out. Uh, I don't I don't think betting on your own game is the way to go here now if they, if they were betting on baseball games whatever all for it go for it that's fine with me they don't have any insights on if the mariners are going to pitch a better pitcher against the angels this tonight or, or not but i i'm against players betting on the nfl if you are on the if you're in the nfl unless it's money line for your own team then i'm fine with that but I, yeah i think it it gets to a uh, it gets to an insider trading type gray area if nfl players are betting on NFL games that they have intimate knowledge about. Yeah. I, again, we're going to, we're going to agree to disagree here because I, there's, I don't, I don't see a reason that it's okay. For I, me. I mean, it's okay for me. I think I was trying to find the exact number of how many people have been suspended this year. Um, I think we're up into the double digits now. I, I think it's like yeah, we're up to at least a double digits. I yeah. think it's like twelve or thirteen. I don't know. I can't. I had the I had a bookmark somewhere, but I can't find it now. Uh, but yeah, it seems like every week, man. It seems like every week we get a new one. Uh, and today in 1978, the Cincinnati Red, Pete Rose, he sets the NL record for consecutive games getting on their hitting streak at 38. 38 games in a row. He got a hit. That's pretty Who? crazy, man. Who's uh, Peter Rose. Who? Peter Rose. Peter Rose. He was born in today's world. Well, yeah. Just somebody that uh, kids these days wouldn't know about because baseball is dumb and but, decided to kick him out. Not a Hall no. of Famer. No. Don't. Don't. Again, not don't give me. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Thir- 38 hit streak. Not a Hall of Famer. I guess he didn't do enough. Dude, have you looked at his numbers? No, I don't look at Cheater's numbers. He's right over there with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco, Alex Rodriguez. Now you're just doing this just to goat me. And I don't have a video of you. I don't have a video of you, but I know you're sitting over there smirking like a big-ass Cheshire cat. Uh, If you cheat, you cheat, dude. I mean, Cheater's a cheater. Uh, you You don't blur lines. If you cheat the game, you cheat the game. And that's it for today's podcast. <laughs> no, man, you know me. I'm in the firm camp that I think Pete Rose deserves to be in the um, in, in the Hall Except of Fame. He's not a Hall of Fame manager. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. He's, He's a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah, yeah. Pete Rose definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, like I said, if he bet, he, he, you punish him. He serves his punishment, and we put it behind us, and we put him in the Hall of Fame because he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. 
It's been since the '80s that he's been suspended. So let's let's stop this crap. Uh, yeah, okay? it's it's crazy. The, the the NFL as much crap as we give them. Like, what do they? What's the most they suspend a guy a year, and he's right back on a squad the year after that? Baseball has suspended this guy for forty years, and he still can't show up at a baseball stadium. Yeah, it's BS. Yeah, he's he's a Hall of Famer. I'm with you. Uh, you got anything else today, man? Oh no! What's because today? if I keep on, I'm gonna get irritated. Is today Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Today is Taco Tuesday. Uh, look forward. We got and two we are, more. We are a week away from uh, football starting, as far as high school football, uh, because of the rules. You can actually start practicing in pads officially. Officially. Um, plus, oh, wait, is that allegedly uh, we can practice in pads next year, or is that officially? Next, or next week? Uh, a week from this coming Friday is the first. Uh, Official softball games? Uh, yeah, I think you're uh, right. Yeah, I think it's uh, on the fourth. I believe. Yeah, I think they have a tournament out there, the fourth and the fifth, out at East Carroll. Yep. So it's going to be a fun, fun time. We got. So this is the last week with no football, and last week with no high school sports. That's right. That's right. And nothing says high school football quite like July heat. And and here's the thing, at our core. Like Bryce and I will talk about the NFL and, and everything else, but at our core, this podcast is about the high school kids. A thousand percent. And trying, and trying to make sure that they get the exposure that they get. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 on a daily basis, talk and think about all the high school athletics we have around this area way more than I do any professional sporting event. <laughs> it's absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's not it, when, when Billy and I talk during work and we talk back and forth. Nine times out of ten, it's about some sort of high school athletics around here, whether it's softball, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, volleyball, gymnastics, cheerleading, whatever it is. It's usually centered around the high schools around here. Hey, speaking of, by the way, uh, Billy, give it, we got to give a shout out to uh, shout out. to Mac McKenna Nix and her, I believe, ETA Thunder is her travel team, uh, yeah. win- winning the championship, being champions yesterday at their. It was their last travel tournament of the year. I think I saw it's what uh, Coach Corey Nix posted. But yeah, she is a she is a, her and her teammates are champions of uh, of that tournament they were taking in. I feel like every time that uh, that Casey and Corey posted a picture this summer of uh, of McKenna and her team, it was always of being champions of whatever tournament they were in. So congratulations! Did uh did you happen to see their her dancing video over the weekend? I did, and it was. It was okay. I gave I gave Max dancing video a, a solid C minus. But oh. <laughs> the best dancing video from the Knicks family this weekend, I'm giving that moniker to Mr. AJ Knicks. Up there dancing with a little techno, had a little bop going to him. That kid is the most energetic, fun kid to watch whenever music comes on that he wants to dance to because no matter where he's at, buddy, he is going to put on a show. Kenneth said that she taught AJ how to dance. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. I, that, that needs to be a feature at a halftime show for the uh, football team. It just has, uh, it needs to have McKenna and AJ out there just doing a dance battle. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so I told, I told McKenna to, um, you know, you've seen those, like the, uh, the, the famous uh, scene from Ted Lasso. Yes, of coach dancing, yeah. you know, coach Lasso yeah. dancing in the in the uh, locker room. Yep. She said she learned how to dance from Coach Nick. So I was like, you need to get your dad 
on video dancing in the locker room because that would be fantastic. <laughs> good. I'll hey, do it. Co- <laughs> Coach Corey strikes me as the guy that has some good dance moves. I bet he's got some good dance moves back there in the repertoire, back there in the uh, you know the old the old brain from college and everything has all of it memorized and everything. He strikes me as a guy that would have some good dance moves. <laughs> right. Well, that's it for the morning five this morning. We will see you all tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake.